This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me on Friday to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio. You can also hear me on Overdrive as Al's brother. Hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. And if you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. That would be much, much appreciated. All right, we've got a game tonight between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. That will be a 7.30 puck drop at Scotiabank Arena. Um, Leafs returning home from a four-game Western road trip where they went a perfect 4-0 and points in eight straight, going 7-1 in their last eight. The Maple Leafs are rolling coming into this one and they've got the Montreal Canadiens who are looking like a pretty rejuvenated squad since returning from their COVID scare. They're three and one in those four games just had a very inspiring kind of storybook three, two comeback over the Edmonton Oilers where Eric Stahl in his Habs debut, you know, helped that team fight from down O2 in the third period, tied it, brought it to OT, tied at two. And of course, Eric Stahl, ending it in overtime uh, in his first game in Montreal. So they'll be riding into Toronto on a bit of a high based on that. That being said, uh, it does look like their last win against Edmonton may have come at some sort of cost. Seems like Carey Price is experiencing some discomfort in his lower body. Uh, Didn't travel to Toronto. He's not going to play tomorrow night. Jake Allen is going to get the start. uh, Who who faces him for Toronto? Who's going to be in the starters net for the Leafs? Tech, who knows? I mean, as of this recording, uh, there hasn't been a starter named yet. I assume it's going to be Jack Campbell. Uh, He should be good to go, but honestly, you never know with him anymore. Like, this guy plays a game, he's fine, plays another, and then he needs to take a week off, or he's out for a month. And You know, at this point, the Jack Campbell routine is is very much up in the air each and every game, and uh, until basically puck drop and I see him in net I'm never going to have full confidence that it's going to be Campbell uh each and every night to be quite honest with you uh could be Hutchinson but also um there is a small chance I think that it could potentially be Anderson only because they left him when they went on the road trip to get some treatment and kind of figure out what exactly was going on with him and uh if if now they're back in the city, if if he's ready to go, although I don't believe he's been skating, so maybe he won't be set to go now, but at some point, Anderson uh, should be ready to return for the Maple Leafs. Maybe not tomorrow night, but regardless, it uh, should be a, a solid game, whoever is in net. I wouldn't expect many changes from the win against Calgary. Uh, like, wh- why would you, right? Like, they, they've got production from all four lines. They're winning um, on a consistent basis. Matthews is back scoring regularly. Wayne Simmons had his best game since returning the other night. The second line is playing really well right now with Nylander, Tavares, and uh, a rejuvenated Alex Galchenyuk. And uh, Spets has been pretty great all season long, anchoring that fourth line. So, I'm expecting a, a pretty good game. The question is, do I dare to call this a bit of a trap game? 
right? First game coming home off a Western road trip seems to always challenge these East teams. I don't know if it's the travel or if it's uh, the fact that they're changing time zones again. I I don't know what it is. I guess technically you you lose three hours when you make that you make that flight back over uh, to the east. But uh, so th- there is there is that right. There is always the fact that this could be a trap game against Montreal, who again is is playing pretty well right now. They they are they're playing some good, really good hockey. But uh, for me, he- here are the three keys to make sure that that does not happen and the three keys that Toronto uh, will need to do for them to get the full two points and hopefully they get the full two points I don't want this to be a three-point game either I mean Montreal is not out of it by any stretch of the imagination they are very very much within the realm of catching the Toronto Maple Leafs Edmonton and even uh, Winnipeg they've got 43 points so although you look at the standings okay they're 12 points back they've got four points in hand so if they win this one it's basically a four-point game if Toronto loses to Montreal because they gain ground at two points and then they still got those games in hand so if they win tomorrow night they move to within 10 points of Toronto and still has four games in hand if they win all four of those now it's just a two-point game and they've got a couple more against Montreal this ain't it right so uh, definitely as we get into the final stretch here of the season it's going to be very important to be getting wins against these teams that you're battling for for playoff spots um, whether it's Winnipeg or Edmonton and Montreal I think I'm ready to say that Vancouver who's going through a an awful situation right now with COVID but they're they're done that season's over um, if not completely legitimately over, <laughs> definitely not within the realm of making the playoffs anymore. Calgary, even further so, uh, they've dropped, uh, I think, eight of their last 10 games. They've got 35 points and have five games played more than Montreal, and they're eight points back of them. So, uh, you know, Vancouver, Calgary, and Ottawa, they're out of it. So these games against Winnipeg, Edmonton, and tomorrow against Montreal are going to be big. And uh, so let's get to those three keys for the Maple Leafs. For me, the first key, the Leafs got to score early. Get the lead on Montreal, who's running with their backup goaltender. Get pucks on him. Maybe you can throw him off and get him uncomfortable. Throw him off his game a little early. And then once the Leafs get that first goal and they get that lead, they tend to play well defensively and hold leads. Granted, they're coming off a game where they just gave up two leads. But that being said, usually what history has told us this season is they've played well and they've kept leads. So, you know, that's key number one. Score first and try and score as early as possible. How are you going to score? I think puck movement in the offensive end and a strong transition game is going to be key. They're a pretty well-structured team that doesn't give much options. Um, They try not to let teams into the slot too much. So if the Leafs can try and utilize their speed off the rush or move the puck around a lot in the offensive zone, get the D moving off their mark, get the goaltender moving side to side, that should be able to to work and that should be able to help. And then the third key, let's win those, those special teams battles. I mean, they finally busted an 0 for 29 streak on Monday. Let's keep it rolling. Win that special teams battle, Montreal, just 75% kill rate this season. I think if they take advantage and score on the man advantage, that'll go a long way. And, uh, you know, I, I think after 
finally scoring for the first time in like 10 games, these goals are now going to start coming in bunches, right? I think they were just kind of gripping the stick a little bit and thinking too much, like how are we not scoring? Where now I think they can just throw pucks on net and, and pounce on rebounds, score dirty garbage goals, and not try and set up the beauty pretty ones uh, that they were trying to do as they tried just too hard and, and too much to break that that goalless drought on the power play. Um, and at the end, it was a dirty, rotten goal anyways that they scored on the doorstep with Matthews just kind of chipping it past um, Markstrom. So it'll keep the power play rolling, uh, be good on the penalty kill, win that special teams battle, and I think that'll go a long way in defeating the Montreal Canadiens tonight. So get ready for it. It's going to be a fun game. I'm excited for the game. Uh, Like I said, 7.30 puck drop. Um, So like I mentioned yesterday, I did have Brandon Cameron join me, and we discussed uh, a whole bunch of things. Well, we we recapped the Flames game, but then afterwards we discussed our top five power-ranked, our top five additions that we wanted the Maple Leafs to add to the team. So um, coming up, on the other side, what we actually have is the uh, second part of that conversation where we actually go through our power rankings. So here is a friend of the show, good buddy Brandon Cameron and I, as we discuss our top five additions we want the Maple Leafs to make, our power rankings of sorts. And we'll do that right after a word from our show sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for the Locked On Leafs once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to right here every day on Locked On Leafs. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join the conversations about the league, about the NHL, and about the Maple Leafs, first and foremost. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, pre-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to the biggest news and rumors. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS systems. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. You can follow me as well at LockedOnLeaves or at Mike underscore DeStefano to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be there live every single week, at least once a week. We'll be doing one of these bad boys. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Leafs. I'll see you there. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They've got 18 amazing flavors and six brand new flavors that you want to check out. My favorite, cookies and cream. It is fantastic. But they also got caramel brownie, cherry barcia, carrot cake, apple, almond crisp. And that goes along with the other 12 original flavors. And we already know how much I love myself, my peanut butter brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And best of all, the Built Bar is healthy, folks. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal who's looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Let me tell you a little bit about the peanut butter bar. It's got 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. I'm telling you. 
These bars are healthy. They're delicious. They're amazing. You just got to go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. And you'll receive 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. The only daily Maple Leafs podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Once again, you can find this show wherever you stream your podcast from. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. Um, So the NHL trade deadline is less than a week away now. And Frank Saravalli, TSN's big uh, insider, went in and named the Leafs as the biggest buyers out on the market today. So I thought, well, if they're buying, that means that uh, there's going to be some players that should be coming Toronto's way. So I figured, Brandon, let's you and I come up with a list of of the top five guys we think Toronto could be circling or or could want, or the top five guys you believe they should go out and get. Um, And we kind of power rank them one through five. So let's start with, with your fifth, option i guess plan uh would that be plan f uh, if you will <laughs> um, for the trade deadline i mean they could technically make a couple of moves i suppose um but who is your fifth option in your so my, my plan f here if uh if all else fails is uh sam bennett out of calgary i mean i think the Leafs could probably use an upgrade at at 3c and i mean i think he's probably better than pierre engvall he's got a lot more grit he's got a lot more scoring potential than i think pierre engvall does I mean, I know Sam Bennett hasn't had the greatest career in the last couple of years. His numbers have been on the decline. He's not been as great. But I feel like if the Leafs can get a slight upgrade on 3C and they lose out on some of the bigger pieces that they could be in on, I think Sam Bennett could probably fit pretty well with Toronto. And seeing how, you know, the reclamation project of Alex Galchenyuk has gone over swimmingly, I wouldn't doubt that they'd be open to trying to do that again with a, with a guy like Sam Bennett, albeit they won't be able to send him down to, to the Marlies to work with that development staff. But I still think that uh, that would be a, a, a worthy conversation to have uh, for sure. Um, for myself, I'm looking at a depth defenseman. Uh, I saw last, last year, Dallas needed nine defensemen. Tampa needed eight defensemen for their playoff runs to the Stanley cup final. And I want the Leafs to be, to be, Lock, stocked, and loaded when it comes to depth defensemen. You know, they trade away Miko Lettinen. So at this point, their depth is is Sandine, which is fine. And then it drops off to Marincin. And then who you got after that? Lilligren, I suppose. So for me, I would like for them to add a depth defenseman. Um, you think about some guys within the Canadian division, so maybe you wouldn't have to do some quarantining if you can end up doing that. But Jordy Ben out in Vancouver, I think, could be an option. He's somebody who could play both sides of the ice. He can give you, you know, 12, 13 minutes um, if injuries occur. Braden Coburn is another guy, lots of playoff success. He's got some grit. Um, so I, I think those two would be decent options. There's obviously some other guys out there who – maybe the least go out and, and acquire from, from around the league. I was just taking a peek at some of the Canadian um, divisions, but I think a depth defenseman is something that the Leafs should and probably will add, to be honest with you. So they come in as uh, as my fifth best option for the Maple Leafs. You got a fourth? Yeah, what's your number four? Yeah, so my fourth is uh, I have Mikhail Granlund. I know Nashville's kind of played their way back into the playoff race a little bit, but I still don't think that's overly sustainable. I think they're probably going to find themselves on the outside looking in at some point. 
think who's below who's below Nashville in the center? Is it the central? I don't know if it's the central. I don't know if they're yeah, doing Chicago, it. Chicago, and uh, Dallas, and I believe uh, Columbus is technically like in the mix, but I think they're pretty much out of it. It's pretty much between them and Dallas, I would say. For I think point. Dallas will probably jump them at some point once they start getting some of their players healthy again like Radulov and stuff back in their lineup I think they'll probably jump Nashville in the queue so I think Nashville Sagan. will probably follow Sagan's getting back too who Sagan he's been Sagan's skating. out I didn't even know Sagan was out honestly out all year oh really yeah, I honestly he, haven't noticed <laughs> yeah no Sagan no Ben Bishop and both of them expected to join the team at some point uh some point soon but yeah I, I also had Mikhail Granlin here as my fourth spot as well um, it's interesting to note that they are doing better and they're currently in a playoff position. So they may not end up moving on from Granlin or Matias Ekholm. We'll see what they end up doing with, with their guys who have been on the trade bait boards and, you know, have been rumored to be on the move, but over the last couple of weeks, they've been really good and they've made a push here into a playoff position and we'll see if they end up keeping those guys. What I do find interesting is it seems like, a lot of the discussions around Mikhail Granlin to the Leafs have kind of softened a little bit. Um, you'll notice a couple of weeks ago, um, it was it was discussed on, on TSN quite extensively about Mikhail Granlin. And then yesterday when they did the quiz and they talked about, you know, what forward would be a good guy to bring in for the Leafs, he wasn't mentioned. And I think that's probably because um, teams are calling and, and maybe they're telling them out in Nashville, like, yeah, we might not be wanting to move on from these guys. Uh, we're looking like we might make a push here. So I think the fact that we haven't heard his name as of late um, also says something. But what I do like about Granlin to the Leafs is his versatility. He could be an upgrade at the 3C, which you already noted. Um, you know, Pierre Engvall could probably use an upgrade. Uh, and he also can play the wing position, whether it's up in the top six or whatever. So I think his versatility would also be attractive to the Maple Leafs. Uh, all right, who's your third option? So my number third is, uh, like you mentioned, uh, with defensemen, I think the Leafs need another defenseman going into the playoffs. And I don't know if they necessarily get I, – I don't think they necessarily get a uh, depth defenseman. I think they have a guy that pushes Bogosian out to be their depth defenseman. So I, I think they, the Leafs should trade for David Savard out of Columbus. I know there's a lot of – there's been a lot of chatter about him in the last couple of weeks or or whatever uh, regarding couple him coming to the Leafs. And I, <laughs> I think it could work. Like, I, I think he's a great defenseman. Like, I think he's really smart, really, really – like big, strong, great penalty killer, help the Leafs in the penalty kill down the playoffs, give them some rest for Bogosian so they're not playing him 56 games, which I think would be ideal. Yeah, that would definitely be a great pickup. I, I agree with you. I think Savard would be uh, would be a massive, massive ad for the Maple Leafs if they decide to go that route and and use, you know, the 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 cap space that they do have on a defenseman. Uh, we'll see if they end up going that way. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online as you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I think it kind of depends on what they believe out of 
Galchenyuk, to be honest, because I don't think they, they have the space, even if they move out um, Kerfoot, which I think is likely for any type of deal. If they move out Kerfoot, they still may not have the space to make two sizable additions. Like if they make an addition to like a guy like Savard, I think that also takes them out of a running for a guy like Grandland. I don't know if they can make two of those types of moves um, just based on the the lack of cap space. So we'll see what they end up doing. Not to prioritize a little bit. Yeah. Unless the Leafs find a way to uh, put Freddie Anderson on LTIR going into the playoffs, which I, I, I know that's a bit of a stretch, but if they find a way to get Anderson into LTIR around the, like this week before the deadline, like I think there could be a chance they could get a couple of guys. That that'd be that'd be my only caveat. I think they get one, but if they do that, they could get two. That's interesting, Brandon. That <laughs> is an interesting little theory you got there. Pull a little Patty Kane or a Mikita yep. Kucherov. That's interesting because that opens up some space. You got a guy like Jack Campbell who's playing really well. Even Hutchinson's played all right, and you've got a nice buffer in the division lead, Brandon. That is an interesting little theory. I might have to talk about that a little more tomorrow because um, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but uh, maybe we'll chat about that a bit tomorrow. Um, for me, my third option is I ex- uh, Alex Ayafalo out of L.A., uh, pending UFA. You know, he's a guy who has a little bit of, of scoring touch to him. He's got a bit of an edge to him as well. Uh, so I think Ayafalo would be a good option there in the top six uh, as a winger if uh, the Leafs decide to, to upgrade at that position and not roll with Galchenyuk. Uh, who do you got as your second spot? My number two is also another Columbus Blue Jacket, Nick Foligno. Uh, obviously, he's their captain. He's got a, he brings a lot to the table leadership-wise, physicality-wise. He's a good pounds of Geller. Um, he's not the best scorer, but I feel like he kind of fits a little bit better down the lineup on the Leafs' third line a little bit if they are kind of sold on Alex Galchenyuk like joining the top six with JT and Willie. I think Nick Foligno could fit in in the top nine as opposed to a top six winger. And it'll be a little cheaper to acquire. The price is not overly high. I would imagine to acquire Nick Foligno. I think he's a good player, strong, great leader, great guy in the room. I don't know about that. I don't like he's their captain. He's a former 30 goal scorer. I don't know if he would be as cheap as cheap as you think, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. think he'd be as expensive as you think. Well, okay. Well, what do you think it would take to get Felino? Well, I think it would take a good prospect, a first or second round pick. That's not cheap. That's cheap for the Leafs. <laughs> not really. I mean, if you're giving up like a first and, and a prospect, that's that's a decent haul. I think Lilligren and a first would get it done. That's a decent Hall, oh, man, that's a that's a, a lot to pay for a guy like Nick Foligno. That's not cheap at all. And, and I agree with comes you. A, maybe it comes along with a package deal with Savard too. Maybe it's a two for two for one kind of deal. Maybe they acquire both. Again, no, that's where the the, the cap situation gets yeah. a little iffy. But we'll see. Um, I have Tanner Pearson as my number two player, uh, UFA for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, like him a lot. You know, he's somebody who has a playoff pedigree. He can play in your middle six. He can he can uh, score some goals. He's a former 20-goal scorer, multi-time 20-goal scorer, um, won a cup with L.A. He can play on the power play, kill penalties. 
just just a really overall guy who can do everything for you and just kind of make upgrades and give you depth in every you know facet of your game. So I think Tanner Pearson uh, would be a nice little fit for the Maple Leafs. So he comes in as my number two. And I actually had Nick Foligno as my number one, which is why I thought it was interesting. Um, <laughs> why I had some opinions and, and like strongly that it wouldn't take a, a lot. Like you said, it'd be kind of cheap to get them. And then you're talking first and Lilligren. That's expensive. That is a very expensive addition, but I think it would be a good addition. I think he's someone who can play up in the top six, gives you that edge. Um, great veteran leadership guy. Uh, you know, like he's a captain, right? A captain for a team that made it last year uh, into the, the second round of the playoffs. That beat the Leafs. <laughs> That beat the Leafs, exactly, yeah, as, as we all know. So, you know, I think uh, Nick Felino would be a good ad. But who'd you have as your number yeah, one? Yeah, so my number one, like uh, like everyone is saying, that they think the Leafs are going to be big swingers, so I think they should swing for the fences with the best player available. So I think they should shoot for Taylor Hall. Uh, I, I mean, there's chance, like, some they might get outbid at some point, but ideally, Taylor Hall would be the perfect fit for the Maple Leafs' top six for me. I mean, he's won a heart. Superstar yep. player. He's not having a great year in Buffalo. You're going to buy him pretty much at an all-time low value, I would imagine. Which right. I, and if the Leafs are as good at reclaiming players as they seem to be, that seems like a great pickup for them, in my opinion. It would be a great pickup, and I, I'd be curious to see how far they'd be willing to go to make that happen. Like, So this just came down, actually, um, report that Taylor Hall will not play tonight. So I assume Taylor Hall has played Makes his sense. last game as a saber, and they'll probably hold him out the rest of the week until they find a trade partner. That also means that they may be close to a trade with somebody, uh, which could be in the works, and we might hear something come down the pike over the last little bit. But uh, it, Taylor Hall would be a great addition. Like let's let's not you know lie here. He he is a fantastic player who is in a bad situation in Buffalo, and that whole team is struggling mightily. So, I think he's a chronic loser. He's certainly, well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Certainly is better than the two goals suggest. But uh, I can't remember who I was talking to, but it was somebody on this podcast, I believe, who was saying, like, he must not be going to the right areas because a guy like that who plays that much who has that much ice time and has, has that many goals and points over the course of his career, just by going into the right areas, he should luck into like seven or eight goals on the year. The fact that he only has two has like signs of laziness to it. And, and, and that's just something that I believe was talked about when he was in Edmonton. I've, and I've said that before. Yeah. And I think, I've made that comment before. Maybe it was you then who, who brought that up. And, uh, I don't think I did, but I, I, I've said that I feel like Taylor Hall's been lazy before. But yeah. I've got on the record and said I think he's lazy. <laughs> I wonder if the Leafs uh, don't want that in the locker room. You know, and I guess they, Galchenyuk has had the exact same issues throughout his career, and he seemed to fit in well, and, and he's bought into what the Maple Leafs are saying, and, and he's started his career off to, to a nice start here in Toronto. So maybe it's just a situation. Um, Edmonton was a losing situation. Buffalo is a losing situation. Um, I, I guess the one year where they were actually good and went to the playoffs, he was MVP. So that was a good situation. So, you know, maybe if he comes in and is, is in a better better climate, uh, he'll turn his season around. But 
Like, what are you giving up for, for a guy who's only scored two goals this year? I actually don't think the, the price would be as high as you think it is for Taylor Hall either. I think it's like a first and I think you're thinking a first and a good prospect. And I think you get back, might get it done at this point, honestly, like you got Taylor Hall at an all time low value, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming like the, the, the report was that the ask was a first round pick as part of the package. Right. So automatically, reasonable. which I, I assumed, right. A, a first yeah. and, a, and a prospect. Right. And now I'm wondering if like just a first round pick would get it done. But as we get closer to the deadline, you think more teams got to be interested in bringing them in and a bidding war could ensue if, if you don't get this deal done soon, in which case you do had to have to add in that sweetener of a Lilligren or a Mac Hollowell or, you know, maybe a, a Joseph wall or something to get it done. Well, we'll see. We've got some, uh, we've got about five, six days until the trade deadline and Taylor hall, not going to play tonight, so it looks like he is certainly going to be dealt, which would make sense. That would be a huge mistake if they kept him. Um, but, uh, yeah, so those are our top five power rankings for Maple Leafs that we would like to see them go after, uh, additions that they can make at the deadline. So just to recap, I had Felino as my number one, Tanner Pearson, Ix. Alex Ayafalo, Mikhail Granlund, and then a depth defenseman. And your top five was? Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, David Savard, Mikhail Granlund, and Sam Bennett. All right. And uh, what would you say is the likelihood that one of those players that we mentioned ends up in Toronto a week from today? I would say pretty likely, like based on all accounts of everybody, all the reporting we've heard, especially from Frank Saravalli about the Leafs being the go-to buyer i i the least don't land one of those i feel like it'll be a really really massive disappointment for them yeah yeah i think i uh i would tend to agree all right that's to do it for us here today on the podcast I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show you can subscribe to the lockdown these podcasts on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily leaves content you can follow myself on twitter at mickey underscore canuck follow the show at lockdown leaves Follow Brandon at B underscore Cameron 222. Brandon, thanks so much for joining me today. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, buddy. If you guys want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast where myself and four other Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. But until then, keep locked right here on Locked On Leafs.